right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. And of course, we got the professor himself, Mr. Richard Hoskins. What's going on, Ding Dong, Texas? I'm so don't think Patrick's paying attention right now. Yeah, I think that was about the probably the most the kind of snarkiest one I was going to get by Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Look, we'll find out he, next segment. He, yeah, he's giving you the look. <laughs> Wait till you hear the next segment. <laughs> so we're talking about the stupid things that buyers and sellers say, like in their ads and things like that, or buying a car, selling a car. I got another one for you because we're going to talk about the buyers a little bit, but I've got one that I just I forgot about, and over the break it made me think about it. Lady driven. Yeah, yeah. I, I've always wondered, why is that a, a selling point? I want to tell you something. My ex-wife, I would not own a car. She dri- I would rather have a rental car that Evil Knievel had <laughs> and Joey Chitwood riding shotgun cross-country than a car that Miss Pitt's number one had. No, and by saying that, I don't mean that there aren't great women drivers. That that's yeah. not. I'm not saying women are bad drivers. No, no, no. Brooks no, no. over there with their thumb up. Um, no, that's not to insult women drivers. Just that. First that, of all, Richard, you will tell a lie. Second, that that isn't a selling point. There are terrible women drivers. Just say there's terrible men drivers. It's not. It's not. It's not a selling point. Yeah, but it's lady driven. What does that even mean? Or like, you know, like the little old lady drove to church. You see how little old people drive? Yeah, I almost got hit by a little old lady driving to church on the way here. <laughs> I mean, she's probably driving a big Cadillac, No, she's driving a Taurus, man. Uh, she almost hit the guardrail first, and then uh, I guess she decided that she didn't want to hit the guardrail, so she decided to float back. What was back. she doing? Was she, was she on, like, was it rtime.com looking for a man or something it going down the road? It was when I was driving home from work, and it was where you go over the bridge coming out of TR, like right before the road forks. And uh, she went around like that left curve, and she was not really going very left. And then she like almost hit the curve, and then came back over. And I'm passing her, just like she's gonna hit me. She's gonna hit that curb, then she's gonna hit me, and then both of those things almost happened. And I don't want to buy her car. No, <laughs> that car has not been driven well. No, I don't want the Taurus. I mean, it's lady driven. Yeah, that's stupid. That's one that I, I really think is very dumb. Very, very dumb. So now switching gears to sellers. Probably the worst thing I've ever heard. I'm talking about every time a seller, a guy asks me if I'm selling a car and they ask me this, I instantly turn around and come up with a smart, elic remark. <laughs> nice. Every time. How much you pay for it? <laughs> yeah. That's... Just enough to get it. Yeah, that, that's, that's... That's the nicest way I can put it. That's none of your business. I hate that. Why would you ask that? I don't know. Do you go in Walmart and ask the manager what you paid for something, what they paid for? Because that's the same guy that's going to offer you a dollar more than whatever you tell them. I mean, that's the dumbest thing. What'd you pay for it? What does it matter? It doesn't matter. That's not what you're selling it for, obviously, because that's not how car sales works. You know, I mean... Pretty good at this. I want it for what you got. What's the point? Yeah. And so you should have bought it before I did. Exactly. So now, that's a bad one. Now, this is one, and I know you've heard a million times in new car sales. I've heard a million times. What's my payment going to be? 
I loved hearing that. Oh, the, as Whoa, a salesman. That's my favorite. That's the dinner bell well, ringing. Let's talk about that. Hey, what, what sounds <laughs> what, good to you? What would you like your payment to be? What would you like? My favorite is, what What would you like your payment at? And like that, and Lord forbid if it's anything remotely, like in, depending on the price of the car, but like my favorite thing is like, you had somebody looking at like a $30,000 car. And it's if we can get that payment, you know, 360, 370. Hang on, let me see what I can do. Let me go fight for you, aka I'm going to go walk outside, smoke a cigarette, high five the sales manager, go back in, and pretty much give you a congratulations a window sticker deal with an eight year mortgage attached to it. The people, seriously, anyone listen? We've talked about this before, but if you're buying a car, please don't ever answer the question, "What do you want your payment to be?" You tell you me. That's about, a good one. You're about to make a salesman's day and i guarantee you that he'll get you where you need you to make be. his quota <laughs> oh yeah yeah you're gonna you're gonna be getting well if you buy an extra warranty i think i can get you there yeah oh, oh i hated that i i refuse to sell those things like i'm a car salesman and we're bad people i understand that but there's some things i refuse to do here's a, here's a little public service announcement for anyone buying a car New cars come with warranties. And you know what you're going to do in three years? You're going to trade that car that's still under warranty in on another car that's also going to have a warranty. Yeah. Or like, what's it, paint protection? Or interior <laughs> paint protection. protection? I'll tell you what paint protection is. Some college student in the detail department throwing a coat of wax on your car. Exactly. It's, it used to be called touch of class. I don't know what they're calling it now. Oh, I used to hate that. The, or the, maybe you had the interior protection. And like, if you read the fine print to it, like if it was smaller than a pinhole, but bigger than, I mean, like it was. There's no way it could ever be an issue. No, no. And, I mean, it's just like things that don't happen, and we're gonna charge you three seventy five. Are my favorite. Well, at least now we're switching gears, so it's car dealers that hate us instead of the listeners. Yeah, exactly. We are. We're changing gears, but it, but that's that's one one of the many things in a dealership. And if a salesman ever pulls a four square out in front of you, get <laughs> up away. and walk away. One, that is a new salesperson. <laughs> he just started and he still believes it all. Hey, I, I love a four square. I can do things with a four square like a magician with a magic wand. <laughs> I, I want to do a it. YouTube video. Like, I want to break it down. I want to do a four square and I want to draw it out. I mean, I can write a four square upside down better than I can right side up. Like, I need to flip the board over so I can do it right and write it out and go just all the way around. And then I can show you how to unwind a four square. I want to reverse the four square. It's like unlocking the magic. That would be a good magi- YouTube video. You talk about a killer YouTube video. Like, I would probably get so much hate for that, but I could, like, show you how bad. Well, you could you could consider it, like, a redemption for the whole eBay thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I could redeem myself for that one. Like I'm, you're doing this for the people now. Uh, yeah, it's like a uh, yeah, it's a public service announcement. Like I'm pretty sure eBay's got a hit out for me. I'm just throwing it out there. I feel in danger. Yeah, man. We could we could do a show just about car dealers and the oh. blanky things they do. The blanky things. Those are bad things. The. Uh, but that's the that's a really bad thing when somebody asks that though about the payment. Like that's a horrible thing, like, and it happens so many times. It's probably like, every other person comes in. That payment is the magic number, no matter what all the other numbers are. And I, I'm not going to say this. 
people are stupid. Um, they're uninformed. They're they're short sighted. They're thinking, what can I pay a month? Well, if you negotiate a good deal, your payment's going to be what it should be anyway. But if you just say, hey, I want this car and I need it to be three sixty a month. Well, guess what? It's going to be three sixty a month. It's going to come right back at three seventy four a month. And then your next car is going to be four sixty a month because you're still going to owe. <laughs> it's going to be more than that with all the negative equity you're going to roll over into it. But this is that's one of the things. Like literally, if a customer comes in and they ask you that question, I take my four square that I already drew. <laughs> In the we don't trash. need that. We don't even need this. <laughs> Hang on, let me see. Let me get you a real good deal. My favorite thing. I tell you, I learned more about acting in sales than than anything because it was all about like running back and forth and winded. Man, oh, yeah. that boy was out of breath. Look at him running back and forth. Yeah, because I'm going to smoke a cigarette, run across the dealership, and come back. And making you think I talked to the sales manager. Sales manager haven't even seen me. He seen me walk by. Come back all flustered and red. They think you're excited. <laughs> all right, I twisted his arm. I got us. I got us a little bit more. I got us a three eighty four. Can we do it? <laughs> they think you're doing them a favor. God, look, look at him. Look at him. Oh, he's. We so, got him all riled up. He's so nice. He's such a good kid. Oh, that rabbit. I like him. Oh, I tell you what, I don't like these commercial breaks. But we get on a roll. Got to stop again, guys. I tell you what, we're talking about all the dumb things that people say buying and selling cars. It drives me nuts. Stay tuned to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. And of course, we got the professor himself, Mr. Richard Hoskins, in the studio. What's happening in chilly Wisconsin? Man, speaking of chilly. It's cold as crap outside, dude. I'm telling you, man. Man, it, it, you know it's bad when you come in here and it feels warm. Exactly, exactly. For I about mean, five minutes, and then you realize it's not warm at all in here. No, 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 because they, they, they have a policy here. The first six inches of snow, they'll turn the heat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's company policy. Got to save, you know, got to save where you can. I guess so. But... We're talking about all the dumb things that people selling and buying cars say. And, I mean, there's so many good ones. I got another good one. Uh, Dumb things that buyers expect. Oh, this is a good one. We used to sell cars. And uh, selling Fords, you sell things like Expeditions, Mustang GTs. Expeditions were usually the worst. Yeah, people coming in, a young family, you know, got four kids that they probably shouldn't. Um, you know, they want to look at an expedition because they need some room. Well, you got this $56,000 expedition. You got a 620 credit score, not a dime to put down. And I need you to get my payments around three, 300, three, close to 300, 320 a month as possible. Okay, 640 is about as close as we're going to get on that. Um, you know, like your credit score. Uh, you got to be realistic. But it's true, though. Not and everybody can afford a new expedition. No, no, no. I can't. No, no, no. We need to walk you over to the Econoline 15 passenger yeah. jail vans. I do, in fact, have an expedition for you. It was manufactured around 2004. Exactly. Let's walk a, down we to the used lot. Let's walk on down to the used car. What was that used car manager's name? Uh, Tommy. Oh, there you go. The guy, did he ever ask you uh, what, what you were, how old he, you thought you would be when you'd have your first heart attack? No, he didn't. Okay. We used to have, we, that was kind of like a game. Because, um, you know, all the guys would be down there and like, I'm 44. How old are you, Richard? I'm 25. When do you think you're going to have your first heart attack? 
I hope I'm not. And then <laughs> Never. Up, then uproarious laughter. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm 44. I'm on my second. And I was oh. like, yeah, this is, I got to get out of this business. So I remember that guy. That was the dude that had the, uh, he had like skin cancer too, I think, or something. Like he was like, had the tan. Remember, he was like real tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like his nose was burnt. To a crisp, it looked like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's him. That's Tommy. That's Tommy. Yeah. Old Tommy, the used car manager. Oh, I trade. Had a guy bring a pickup truck in one time. And, it, like, he was, like, you know, like a construction worker guy. And he had a wheelbarrow and a pile of dirt in the back of the truck. And he came up and looked at it. And I said, Tommy, how much are you going to give us for this? He goes, $450 if he throws the wheelbarrow in. <laughs> and he wanted the man's wheelbarrow. Probably worth more than the truck. Yeah, it was pretty rough. But, I mean, and believe it or not, I sold that man truck that day. Uh, that, I believe it. I never moved his truck, though. I refused to get in it. Like, no. Just have Whitey's come pick it up. Exactly. <laughs> just just go ahead and send the roll back to scoop it up. <laughs> scoop it up. Just scoop it <laughs> like up. A, like with a wheelbarrow. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, let me get my wheelbarrow out. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a... Uh, but I mean, and, and people have very unrealistic. Like everybody thinks they've got the best deal. I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm going to give you a little inside. If they sell you that car at sticker or at cost rather, at invoice, they're still making money off of it. Yeah, they're making fine money off of it. They're essentially if they sell it to you at invoice, or it's almost sell it's. If they're selling it to you at sticker, they're making a bunch of money off you. If they're selling it to you at invoice, they're selling it to you at sticker, essentially. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, that, that's the thing. No matter how good of a deal you think you've got, I promise you, they won. I'll never forget the first day working, you know, where they make you go into the room and read all the different things on how to sell cars and how to do a four square. Guy came in, uh, I can't even remember, he was the general sales manager at the time, and, uh, you know, he's asking, like, what do you think about everything? Uh, you know, everything looks great. Said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, you might think we're ripping people off. He said, but that's up to you. The best deal is the deal they think they got. If they walk out of here happy, they got a good deal. And I was like, well, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it, you sleaze. <laughs> <laughs> you horrible person. <laughs> but it's true. But and, and by, I mean, keep in mind, this is commission-driven sales. This isn't like, hey, you get a paycheck for your time there. No. This is straight commission. It tickles me when people like like, do, I do commission work. No, you clock a clock, and you get paid, and you get a bonus check, or you get a commission check. We got a draw. You know what a draw is? You get to borrow against a paycheck you haven't earned yet. You get to borrow three hundred bucks again from yourself. Yeah, from three hundred bucks from from money you haven't earned. It's great. Super. Can I get a draw on that? Yeah. If if your paycheck and involves the word draw, you probably should go do something else. Yeah. That's and I, and that's the thing I explain to people about it. You know, they're like. I can't believe they put you on the sales floor the first day. It's dog eat dog. I mean, they don't hold your hand doing this. No. I mean, we're grown-ups. You know, it's not for everybody. It wasn't for me. I mean, I, I was good at it, but also was you know facing that first heart attack by the time I was done. <laughs> but for more reasons than I'm going to get into on the radio. Liver replacement. <laughs> you know. But it's it's not a healthy job. I don't think no, I've it's ever... it's not a healthy job. You know... 
thinking long and hard, Richard. Really, really thinking long. Have you ever seen anybody that sold cars that looked healthy? Not for very long. But I mean, really. Like, I want to see a gym freak that sells cars. Ever. Then they wouldn't have time to go to the gym. Exactly. I mean, you're there all the time. You make a lot of money, but if you divide it by the hours that you're working... You're really not. No. You're really not at all. And it never fails. Wednesday was my day off. You know, you got a rotation on days off where everybody's got their little day they get off. Wednesday. Wednesday is a dead day at a car lot. I mean, it's probably the best day ever you would to pick for a day off. But it never fails. That's when somebody's going to come in. Or you got to deliver something. Yeah, I'm free Wednesday. Oh, I get. Oh, let me. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I'll see you at nine. Yeah, I'll just be here. And then you're already there. So, so now you're like, <laughs> well, maybe I'll try try to reel me one in. You know, Joe's asleep. You know, it's looking good. <laughs> but I mean, but that was that was. Did I ever tell you about the light bulbs in his office? Uh, he had the fluorescent light bulbs changed out in his office to like a softer white because it was too bright in there. I just thought the lights were off. <laughs> no, they're like extra dim bulbs, you know, so so he could sleep, you know. Oh, uh, he took me off. He was the only person that could sell more cars than me, and he never he, he did it unconscious. I think I did most of his paperwork for him. <laughs> hey, fill this out. <laughs> and then Rich got half the credit. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that guy. <laughs> That was that was that, but that's dealership stuff right there. That's how it is. That's how they work. Yeah, everybody's got to make a living. I mean, it is, and it, I mean, it's, and it's not for everybody. You you hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. I've probably seen thirty people come through while I was there. Yeah. I tell you what else is coming through is this commercial break. All right, guys, stay tuned. We got a lot more hot rods and happy hour headed your way. All right, guys, welcome back to hot rods and happy hour. This is Rob Pitts. And, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru slash all things you should and shouldn't do buying and selling. Richard Hoskins, the professor himself. Shout out to Buck Knob, Arkansas. That's what I'm screaming. Look at Patrick. I like when he takes his hand and covers his face with it. And shakes his head. I know I've done well. Yeah, that, I think that means you did a good job. Yeah. I think that's like radio, like they can't say it. Because you know the microphones. Is he sweating? I think so. It's a, it's it's not that. Are you sick? He might have a fever. Anyway, so we're talking about the dumb things that buyers and sellers say. What are you doing? And I think we've offended all the buyers, so we're still working on the sellers. <laughs> I think we still have a couple of dealers that might still be listening. Yeah. So this is one that I think is absolutely hilarious. When salespeople say things, and I remember the preacher guy, he used to say this all the time, to be honest. Like you were not being honest before. <laughs> you coming around. Nat, nat, what, have you turned over a new leaf or something? That one, that one kills me. That one drives me up the wall. Or, you know, this deal won't last. <laughs> I won't tell you something. It won't last without a buyer either. You know, right. that's. I've never been the pushy salesperson like that. Never like you know what I mean. You got to give them a little. You got to give them a little, a nudge. I'm not going to just slam you with this deal, and you can't because that's not going to work. No one's going to walk away happy they bought a car when they feel like they got forced into it. Exactly. I mean, you know, I don't shut my office door and lock it and say, "Listen." Yeah, go throw your keys on the roof. <laughs> I will say this though: one time, um, 
and I, I've, I'm sure I'm going to answer for this one day, but uh, guy, uh, we had him at a deal, and he said, uh, well, so I need to go home and pray on it. I don't know what to do. So I went to my sales manager and said, he said he needs to go home and pray on it. He said, go get the people out of the training office. He said, tell them, go, go somewhere. Go smoke a cigarette or something. Get that room cleared. He said, tell them we got a training office. He can pray right here. <laughs> Sold them a car. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite move ever is when they hand you your keys to drive the trade down. Never give them their keys back. Keep yeah. them in your pocket. Yeah. Never hand them their keys back. I had uh, I was, unless you're walking, you're I, not leaving. I was buying a car once, and a salesman tried that on me, and I, I'm pretty sure that I broke him of that tactic. Um, I said words in front of my father that I typically don't like to say, but uh, I have a feeling that a salesman was scared, and uh, I don't think that he probably does that holding on to the keys thing anymore. Yeah, I've never had one like that. I've had. You ever got so far into a deal? with somebody that you're to the point where you don't even care if you sell it or not anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. you're almost to the point you wish they would just get up and leave. Yeah, I can go to Fairway. All right, well, you know. <clears throat> Please do. Yeah, at this point, that's I mean, probably I, your best bet. I love it. Do you need directions? I know the I know the shortcut. I mean, sometimes <clears throat> both buyers and sellers are just unreasonable. And the bottom line is, especially if you're buying it like a dealership, yeah, they're kind of sleazy. It's kind of a sleazy business, but... You're Are not, you saying car sales is sleazy? Uh, no. no, sir. But we had a preacher working there. But yeah, yeah, he was a real gentleman. Uh, ooh, never don't bring him up again. <laughs> but, <laughs> I knew that guy. To the buyers, this is true. They're not tripling the price of the car and trying to sell it to you. Like, you know, if you go and say I want ten thousand dollars off, you're being ridiculous. You're not going to get that. Because they don't have, they're not, they're not making that much on them. I mean, no, no, nothing like that. And keep in mind, even what they're making on the car, the salesman's making a percentage of that, right? And dealerships aren't free. No, no, no. And no. salesmen's kids want to go to college too. Well, I just, and do get better jobs than their dad did. That's for sure. <laughs> but and I tell people this all the time. I said, you see this big which at the Indy Ford at the time was kind of hard to say that, but you know what I'm saying because it was an old building. But he said, you see this fine establishment. <laughs> It's not built on selling cars at cost. In 1932, this thing was expensive. In 1937, this was high-tech. One bathroom in the entire building. Yeah, I know. And uh, that was inconvenient at times. But again, that's for reasons that I'm not going to get into on the radio. That's, that's a, uh, that was one of those things, if you've seen the door open... You just use the bathroom, need or not. Like you just <laughs> because you don't think you may not get another opportunity. So like just gotta go. If you saw the door close and somebody walked in anyway, don't ask any questions. <laughs> don't question it. <laughs> oh, I mean, but that's that was that was a lot of fun. You know, salesmen say some of the dumbest things and, and you know, you, you would think in a million years that they would never work and people never really say this in real situations, but they do. Yeah. They really do, and it drives me nuts how cheesy it is. But apparently it works. Sometimes, maybe. That's just it. Um when I was growing up, my my dad, you know, he's been taking me to buy new cars to help him since I was seven. Um, I usually was the consultant. And he told me coming home one time when I was like eight Were years old. Were you doing old, a four square with a crayon? No, no. I was just telling him about the car that he was looking at. But came home when I was about eight and he said, son, he said, salesmen think that everybody's stupid and it's your job to show them that you're not. And I used to think it sounded so cheesy until I became a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I want, I, I see that, yes. But that's a bad persona. It is. Keep, keep in mind, you got to find that happy medium in yeah. sales. A deal's got to work for everybody. And that's the thing. Where the salesman makes his money, the dealership makes their money, and the buyer feels like he got a good deal. Yeah, that's a good deal. And somewhere in that deal, it, it, that, that lies. You just mm-hmm. have to get to it. And you got some that are going to beat you to death and run you back and forth. and All parties have to be willing to get to that spot. Exactly. And that doesn't happen a lot, unfortunately. I tell you Everybody's what, trying to beat everybody else. I tell you the one I hate. What, were you, what do you want your payment at? And you know, and I say you were dumb enough to say it. And I actually seen a man do this. And they said it. He said, will you sign this piece of paper, agree and abide if we get at that? What kind of deal is this? Yeah, really. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. What are you doing? It works. And people do it. <laughs> it works. People do it. Uh, and uh, just general listening audience, uh, that piece of paper is worth nothing. Exactly. The uh, <laughs> they're not. They can't hold you to that. Yeah. The uh, you can still leave. That actually happened to a buddy of mine at a Dodge dealership, a local Dodge dealership. He's buying a new Dodge truck, and I went with him to buy it. And I love. There's nothing more fun than knowing both sides of the game. And especially when the other party doesn't know that. Right. That, you just come key. walking in and be like, oh, that's this dude with his buddy. And like, I had this salesman. He was scratching his head. I took his four square away from him and filled it out. <laughs> Let me show you how it works. And then I had it backwards showing him how we needed to do it. And I told him, I said, all these plaques on the wall, are those yours? <laughs> He's like, let me let you talk to my sales manager. That's a good idea. Let's get him in here. It's They offered me a job. <laughs> or a trespassing notice. Take your choice. Right, right. Sign this paper. You're doing one or the other. <laughs> Either you work for us or you never come back. But, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, people... I love sales. I love selling. I sell to sell again. I know that's the dumbest, cheesiest, most cliche thing in the world, but I enjoy selling. I love it. It can be fun when everybody is on board and cool. Like, I used to hate those $100 straw deals where, like, the guy came in, like, they were on X plan or whatever. They worked for a big plan. Or those are the ones you had to fight for the most. Yeah. You made nothing, and it was just like a, you know, fill out paperwork. Send finance office. Like, that was the most boringest thing ever. I did a mini on a fusion one time, and that was one, like you said, uh, where the guy's like, well, I can go across the street. All right, well, clearly, I'm arguing with you over $100. We can't do anything further if you want to go across the street. Please do. Have a, have a good afternoon. Please I'll do. buy you a coffee if you'd like. <laughs> Would you we hold the door for you? Here. Well, do you need a ride? But... That's the that's the problem with people. I mean, you can only go so far. Yeah. You got to have expectations that are abs- that you can actually that are reasonable. I mean, because some yeah. people come in and think I want to get this best deal. You're not. Usually, those guys pay more than anybody. Usually, those guys have their wives with them, and they're trying to show off. Oh Lord, I love, I love, <laughs> love, 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 love. Did I say love? Love, L O V E, love. Love when guys bring their wives with them to buy a used car or buy a car, period. That is like an automatic sale. I have never, (laughs) 
N-E-V-E-R, never lost a sale to a dude with his spouse with him. Never. And I've got a story coming up that that, that proves this point 110%. I'm telling you something. I almost changed my name to LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool Rob. Guys, stay tuned. we got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour headed your way. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. And, of course, we got the professor himself, Mr. Richard Hoskins. What's happening, Camel Hump, Wyoming? That's, that's a, that's a, sounds like a, like a hopping place. It does. It does. Now, Rob, before we went to commercial break, you made a pretty bold statement. I believe you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, that never in your career of selling cars did you not make a sale if a man had his wife with him. Every time there was a male and a female in relation together <laughs> to buy a vehicle, I sold it every time. Every single time. Every time. <clears throat> I've had guys come in by themselves, and they were lukewarm. Probably could have got them in the deal. The wife comes in. Guaranteed. Closed. Like, paperwork done. Tell me how that is. I can tell you a story better. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm back at the Ford dealership. All right. And had a guy come in, and he was one of those guys that he said like to show off for his wife. That's right. And I like these guys because I'm a show-off kind of guy, and he wants to be a show-off kind of guy. Well, there's not room in this for me and him both. Nah, not, there's only so many sides to a deal. So let me describe this guy to you. This guy, probably the best way I could describe him, he was probably in his mid-50s, uh, bald-headed, had a pretty good gut on him, golf shirt stretched to the max, khaki shorts, white ankle socks with white New Balances. His wife sounds hot. His wife, she's a good-looking gal. She's like an old Jay-Z Penny kind of gal. And uh, good looking, good looking lady. Might have had some aftermarket parts on her, you know. Nice looking lady, and he was proud of her. You can tell, holding the door for and baby this and baby that. Keep in mind, psychology is a big part of sales. No, of course. I'm taking notes the whole time in my head. Well, they were looking at Ford Fusions, and you know, you can get a Fusion loaded out. I mean, it's it's nice as your Cadillac is. I mean, yeah, they got every option nice in them. Car. And they were looking <clears throat> at this Fusion, and uh, we sat down. They drove, and she liked it. It was for her. And we sat down in the sales office. In my office, you know, sitting there, and we're going back and forth and on the numbers. And he says, well, I want to get the best deal. And he'd been busting my chops right and left. And he knew just enough to get on my nerves, <laughs> you know. And so we're going back and forth, back and forth. And I done did my, my little shuck and jive back and forth to the sales manager. And we done cut it a good little bit. And I just decided that I'm not losing any more money. And when I say losing money, I'm not losing money on the deal. Is I have a line of where I make money. If I don't make money, I don't sell a car. I let it go. So, um, <clears throat> you know, some people will deal on a car till it's down to nothing. I don't do that. Yeah, what's the point? I get to a certain point, I pull the plug on it. Because then I can take that time and spend it on somebody that's going to spend some money with a car. <clears throat> so this guy, and that's where he was trying to get me. And, you know, he's back and forth, back and forth, and he said this Stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, you know, I could go down the street and buy my wife a new kid and save myself thousands of dollars. Oh, gosh. Wow. The, the, so, that deal was done? No. Oh, no, 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 no. He had his wife with him. That's a closed deal. Keep in mind who you're dealing with. So, I take my chair. They're sitting directly in front of me. He's on the left. She's on the right. 
I turn from the left, straight to the right, and look at her. Blonde, very attractive. And uh, I said, how are you doing, ma'am? She said, I'm doing good. And we went back and forth for just a second. And I said, boy, that ring is gorgeous on your hand. So I reached out for her left hand. She's, of course, any woman. Sticks that left hand out there. I said, man, he's showing off on you. Mm. Going back and forth. And she says, yeah, you know, you know how, how women are about their ring, you know, about their wedding ring. <clears throat> Cubic zirconia. That look. And I said, well, he was trying to buy you a Kia. <laughs> well, first she pulled her hand back and she said, it better not be. And of course he said, no, it's real. And I said, well, he was trying to buy you a Kia. Instead of a fusion, so maybe try to save a little money here. We'll take the damn fusion. Sign them up. They were in the business office within three minutes. That I made up my mind that either I was going to make a sale or lose a sale. But I was going to do it fast one way or the other. And that's how you close. That's the thing. Making really bold statements in the art is not a part of the art of negotiation. No. You always lose. If you say something that's outrageous, you lost. Exactly. But you, you got to stay cool. And, that, and that's the thing with me. Like I said, once you get to a certain point, I'm the kind of guy that you got some salesman, they'll fight tooth and nail to get that $50 deal. I'm not going to do it. Mm. Once we get to a certain point, I'm like, just can't make it work, bud. Sorry. You know, the end. Somebody else, you make a beat them down to nothing. I can't do it. I got too much pride. I like I like ramen noodles. I can handle that. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I used to be, you know, when I first started selling oatmeal's better than no meal was my favorite saying ever. And working in car sales, you'll learn that one. <laughs> you better. But uh <laughs> You will eventually. But you know what? I finally got to the point in my sales game where I was so good at it that uh uh-uh, I can't do that. I can't I mean like I would I would I would send them away. I would just be like I'm going to insult you till you leave. Yeah. Everybody's got to be cool. I mean, if you got a jerk salesman, you got a jerk salesman, you might not make a deal, but you can't be a jerk, too. No. And especially if you make some stupid claim, like I can go buy some inferior product. Well, one, you're comparing apples and oranges. Exactly. And two, you know, and I'll be honest with you, you, put yourself in the wife's position. But I mean, if my better half said that to me, He'd be sleeping on the couch. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, not probably not the smoothest move. I mean, you know, he's buying you a fusion. I'm thinking, hey, doll, I drive a vet. You know, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> he's and trying sell, to buy and you selling a new Fords. <laughs> you know, I'll take but, you to dinner and a vet. Uh-huh. You ever rode in a Corvette? But, but I mean, that was the, that, but that was the thing. But I've never lost a sale ever. I've always closed. Whenever I see a husband and wife together, I always sell. Every time. So that's, I love, for some reason, that's like my magic combination. Like, I love to see couples coming up. I'm like, hey. Everybody's got their niche, man. Uh, middle-aged women was mine. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me, sir? <laughs> middle-aged women love me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey. <laughs> I can sell a middle-aged woman anything. Oh, you need to be in the makeup counter at the mall. I don't know about that. Be like, hey, doll, you need some of this. Some of this here body filler for your face. Uh, <laughs> like, I think it would be funny. Like, I think I would be a good makeup salesman. I mean, like, uh, hey, yeah. You having trouble meeting guys? Rub a little of this on there. See if that helps. <laughs> Rub a little more. 
Here, just take, here, get you a handful of it. There you go. Just rub some of this in. I mean, I think it'd be funny anyway. We might have to give that a shot. Well, you know, I mean, conquered so many other things. You know? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I'm ready to expand my sales you out. Could, uh, you could pick up one of those independent marketing things that we see so much on Facebook and, you know, try your hand at that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Maybe you can convince me to sell it, too. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'm going to talk to Patrick. <laughs> and then Patrick's going to tell his friends. <laughs> and they tell their friends. And that's how a pyramid scheme starts. <laughs> be your own boss. <laughs> oh, Lord. How would you like to be a certified travel agent in 15 minutes? <laughs> but, but back to the, the, the dumb things that salesmen say. And we talked about a lot of them, but we didn't even literally scratch the surface on dumb things said. But I think it's funny to look back at this and lines that we've all heard. And red on Craigslist. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, and, and I see them every day. Craigslist is my go to for looking at cars. And I, I like, that's like my stress reliever. When I'm on hold or something, I'll go on Craigslist and I'm going to look at Craigslist and look at car ads. That's how, like, it's calming to me. That's a stress reliever for me when I'm at work. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. I'll tell you what, guys, it's been a fun, fun two hours. I'll tell you, I always had a blast, all that good stuff. Everybody stay safe out there, and thanks for playing along. For the Professor Richard Hoskins, this is Rob Pitts, and you've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour.